Here's what's coming up on today's show. But generally speaking, you know, as professional full-time realtors, it's nice to have those boundaries and be able to set that expectation from the beginning. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. wanted to discuss statements, ideas, thoughts uh, that you might hear from an agent, a real estate agent. And I want to know, Colleen, are these, are these positive signs or would these qualify more as red flags from a realtor? At least uh, maybe a pause, you know, a cause for concern or cause us to pause for a moment to, to think a little bit more about, you know, the relationship, who we're working with, are we heading in the right direction? All that kind of stuff. That sound good? All right. All right. Sounds great. Bring it. <laughs> so you'll be sort of our, our judge and jury here, if you will. Okay. So let's say that uh, we're working with a realtor and the realtor says something like, we're going to put a stuffed tiger in every picture of your home to increase its cute factor and make the marketing of the home go viral. Oh, my gosh. So if you heard something like that, maybe it's not a stuffed tiger, but something like that. I've seen like Labradoodles, the doodle dogs, where they put their dog in the room of every in the of every picture oh okay interesting i was Mm -hmm. like why is there dog in every picture i mean (laughs) we we try to not have pets or pet ball you know their toys or their water bowls Mm -hmm. or anything as cute as you think your dog is most people don't like other people's dogs all that much right (laughs) they don't want to see dogs in the picture and so i can't i don't really understand the viral stuff you know i remember back in the day they were doing like the dinosaur costume trying to you know generate more viral i I remember that one yeah yeah. they took pictures with someone in the one of those dinosaur costumes in all the pictures doing funny things in each picture yeah i'm gonna have to call that bad advice yeah yeah it's just market appropriately but you know that's me i'm a little more conservative than some so yeah, but that's a great point. Like that's the, all, a lot of this comes back to fit, right? Some people might hear and think that's the coolest thing ever, but is it the best thing for your home? Maybe not. Right. <laughs> so your your fit, your style is a little bit more on the traditional conservative nature of let's just go with solid marketing, not just shooting for the moon with viral yeah. elements. Yep. Okay. <laughs> cool. All right, so let's see uh, another example. Let's say a realtor says Okay, boundaries are important to me. So here's the deal. I'll always be reachable in business hours. But after hours, you might have to wait until the next day to get a response from me. Oh, wonderful. That's so great. I mean, we need our clients need to know what's appropriate and what's not. And if you set the standards, set the expectations up front, there's nothing wrong with that. I think people want to respect family time, time with your spouse, your kids, sports, the things they're doing. And so by saying I may not be available and you might have to wait till the next day, I think that's perfectly fair and I think it's healthy. It's a healthy relationship that way. Now, if it's a 911, we all get that, you know, 911, real estate emergency, can you talk? Of course. But generally speaking, you know, as professional full-time realtors, it's nice to have those boundaries and be able to set that expectation from the beginning. Yeah, it's going to be uh, appropriate circumstances, right? Like, okay, we're in the middle of heavy negotiations. Yeah, you're going to probably be reachable at times you wouldn't normally be interacting and on the phone and things like that. But if it's just a question about, you know, hey, I was wondering, you know, some random question that wouldn't 
matter if I got an answer within the next three days, then that's okay to wait to the next yeah. day to get a response. And also, sometimes in the evening, emotions are high with mm. sellers or clients. And so, at, for example, one of my agents came to me the other night, and she's like, do you see these emails going back and forth? I said, yes, I do. And my advice to you is just wait till tomorrow because you're being CC'd on them. This is between husband and wife, and you're just being CC'd on them. So let's just stay out and let them kind of have their thing, and <laughs> and and we'll talk tomorrow. Sure enough, by morning, it, the, the spouses had resolved the partnership. They had resolved the concern. It was a concern about the odors in the house because of the dogs and it just happened to be about the dogs. And, oh, and so it's just, it, and the emotions are high. You know, you've got one, one, the wife is out of state at a new job and the husband's left at home to sell the house. So these kind of situations come up and sometimes in the evening time, it's best as real estate professionals to say, Hey, can let's just table this till tomorrow and we'll regroup tomorrow. It's a great point about stress and how that relates to communication and boundary setting and all those kinds of things. I think that's great. It's if you've got an agent who's setting expectations, that's sort of yeah. the the good flag to look for, not the red flag, but a good flag. Absolutely a, a good flag. Okay, very good. We're talking about positive signs or red flags from your realtor. Let's say a realtor says to us, you know what, Zillow doesn't always get it right. Let's take a closer look at your home together before just running with the Zestimate as our listing price. Positive sign. Yeah, that's yeah, a good you've one, got right? a real estate agent that's going to do the work for you. That's going to make sure that um, we that, that your home is priced accordingly. Yeah, we we need to do our own comps. You know, as we say all the time, Zillow may be on target, but it may be totally off target because they're not looking at local, ultra local data. They're taking it on a little bit of a bigger scale. So, and they're not always in tune with the you know the, the market at the moment. So, um, yeah, we don't use our, we don't use estimate as a listing price. The robots haven't completely <laughs> replaced us yet is the, yeah. uh, the, the right answer there. Right. Um, so yeah, that's good to know. Exactly. Cool. Positive real estate sign right there. Excellent. Here's another one. Uh, let's say that we have uh, realtor number one. I'm going to, I'm going to do a juxtaposition here on this next oh, one. Cool. So <laughs> realtor number one says open houses are a waste of time. Realtor number two says, Hey, absolutely. Let's do an open house. I do them for every home. <laughs> Any red flags or positive signs in those two um, uh, contrasting yeah, okay. statements? I love this. Open houses are not a waste of time. <laughs> um, they're a great opportunity to invite the neighborhood, showcase the home. And sometimes when sellers say that to me, oh, I don't want all the neighbors through. Why not? Your neighbors love the area they live in and they probably have friends or family that want to live in the neighborhood. So we kind of got it reverse psychology that one a little bit. Like it's okay to have the neighbors through your house. It's actually a really good thing. And also the event we can create through social media, which leads up to the open house and then video content at the open house. Even if, like I say, even if just one couple or two couples come through, the event was a success because we got to advertise that open house. It's, a, it's an opportunity for more marketing. Now, it's not right for every house. You know, sometimes in gated communities, it's a little more difficult. Or maybe the house just doesn't show so well and it's not going to be a great turnout or it's in a very rural area. You know, there's circumstances um, to which ones make great open houses or which ones are probably better to not host as an open 
So the uh, the answer here really is just watch out for the extreme opinions about open houses. It's it's a case by case basis rather than a blanket statement of they're always a waste of time or they're yeah, always I amazing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if if a realtor tells you open houses are a waste of time, I would not hire that realtor <laughs> because they are clearly not. I mean, generally speaking, that's that's part of our job. We we need to be doing that. That's part of our marketing, our lead generation, all the things we do as a as a professional real estate agent, it one of them is, you know, knocking on doors, hosting open houses and marketing the property to its fullest extent. So, it's not a waste of time. I guess all these things really are just tools in your tool belt, right, Colleen? Like, all right, so I've got a home to sell, uh, so I've got uh, an open house that I can pull out if I need to. We've got, um, obviously, the MLS in getting the home and good photos is going to be, you know, line of defense number one. But ah. then I could also do social media ads. I could do different types of signage. I could do X, Y, and Z. You've got lots of different little tools at your disposal to tweak the presentation of each home. And just with each home, you kind of decide what's appropriate, what's going to be the best move, what's going to help move the needle and get things going in the right direction. And so, Yes, and it's a specific cool. marketing plan for each property that we like to do. So what we'll do for one might not be what we'll do for another. And yet we, you know, we work as a team too, which is a benefit to any seller or buyer out there because you're getting not just us, but a whole bunch of people behind us to help you. So there are processes, there are turnkey, perhaps, parts of the process of buying and selling homes when you work with a great team and an agent like Colleen and the Benson Broker Group, but it's still not a cookie-cutter plan, a cookie-cutter design. Uh, you're still getting, really, a customized approach to selling Correct. your home. Correct, marketing. Yes. Very cool. All right. Well, let's do one more of these, Colleen. So let's say that you're working with a realtor or thinking about working with one, and they say, I don't need to work full-time to be a great agent. I'm a hustler, which is why I also drive an Uber and work remotely for a publishing company, and I'll still deliver unparalleled service. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, <laughs> when you're choosing a realtor, wouldn't you want somebody that, I mean, it's a very important decision, and it can mean the difference of thousands of dollars, right? Sure. So uh, it's very easy entry um, career. We all know that. Let's face it. It's not difficult to get your real estate license. <laughs> Most of us know a relative friend or coworker who is a realtor. But um, even though it's real easy to acquire a license, um, the, the skill set to do well in this industry comes from those that are just they're just grinding. They're, they eat, breathe, sleep real estate. They are working on it every day. They are leveling up their uh, skills. They're meeting people. They're going to classes. They're attending different opportunities to learn more and know what's going on currently. If you're part-time, you I mean, things are moving so fast right now, even from what I said last week to what I'm saying this week. And I'm not saying you can't do it, but I just think if you're if you're a full-time agent, your heart, you're fully committed, you're committed to your clients, that's your job, and that's what you're doing. Now, I know some really great realtors that are also bartenders, that are also Uber drivers. And I get that. Sometimes things get tough and you have to make ends meet, and I totally get that. But as long as you're picking a realtor that is absolutely committed full-time to you as a client and your best interest, then what they do on their downtime, I guess, is not as big a deal, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, kind of. Uh, I can see why that's a tough one to answer, right? Like it's it can be difficult, and also working part time or full time or having additional gigs can also be a wide definition. Um, I, I remember when I was uh, snowboarding this winter, Colleen. It was really funny. I met um, on you know you chat with people on the ski lifts as you're going uh-huh. up to get dropped off and whatnot. And I kid you not, I met three of the instructors, uh, you know, uh, that were just, you know, doing their lessons and those kinds of things on the ski lifts. And all three of them were real estate agents. And they were like, and and so I asked them about it just because, you know, I host this show with you. And so I get a little bit of insight into the back end of that world. And it's interesting. And I'm, I'm curious. And so it was neat. I was just sort of like poking a prod and asking some questions. And it was kind of along these lines of like, okay, so you're a real estate agent, but you're out here snowboarding in the middle of the day doing lessons and things like that. And in all three of them were kind of like, you know what, I've got enough, like, this isn't like a really hard other job. It's really, I mean, I get to go skiing all day yeah. and just show other people how to do it. But it's also part of my real estate job. I'm meeting people and handing and sliding them my business card, like at the end of the lessons or yeah. on the ski lift as he then hands me his business card, you know? So I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. So there could be some, some, I would think some wiggle room to having some other gigs as a cool way of marketing themselves. Absolutely. So or finding nice. people or, you know, getting to know people as Uber drivers. I mean, I think that, Oftentimes when I get in an Uber, the driver is like somehow in an industry in a full time and this their side hustle. I think it's what it comes down to if real estate's your full time career, what you do on the side with your side hustle, that's up to you. But we just, you know, when you're interviewing an agent, you really want to know that they're going to be Johnny on the spot. They're going to be quick to communicate, that they understand the market, that they have the experience so that you don't feel frustrated with the lack of experience and those things. But yeah, what we all do, we're supposed to, you know, be involved in the community, um, be, do volunteer stuff. You know, there are things that we're supposed to be doing as professionals in the community to be, be a part of it. And those are those things. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting Keeping It Real Estate Podcast. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.